Welcome to the Baseball Talk Radio Show for March 21st, 2021. We'll be talking some great baseball, but I wanted to let you know, if you want to join our Patreon.com forward slash Baseball Talk site, we're going to have special audio there for members only at the $5 level per month or more membership. So I urge you all to uh, consider sponsoring the show. Uh, We're going to have an unmixed version of the show up. We're going to have a lot of audio available for you folks that support us at the $5 level per month and more. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash baseball talk and sign up today. Become part of the team here at baseballtalkradio.com and the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Thanks, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and here is my sidekick, Rich Baxter. How you doing, Gary? What's happening? I am very good, Rich. Uh, How are you doing this fine Sunday? Not bad with only uh, nine, ten days left to the start of the season. April 1st coming up on us fast now. And this is the time where I start to watch a little baseball on TV now. Yeah, you start to get the feeling for it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was watching this morning some of the games from last night and uh, trying to scout some of the players. Some of the uh, guys that probably won't make the team are still on the field, of course. But, uh, you know, that's what spring training is all about in Arizona and Florida. And the fans are back as we were talking last uh, last week. And you have some updated news about uh, one of the big teams in the NL East. Yeah, we were talking last week about, uh, uh, you know, the fans coming back to the ballpark. And at the time, uh, the Nationals didn't look good for them, Rich. Uh, but Washington Nationals received permission from the District of Columbia to host 5,000 spectators to begin the uh, 2021 MLB season. The district had earlier denied the Nationals and the MLB to host fans to begin the season. So they relented, and now the uh, Nationals are going to have people in the seats. Yeah, that's the proper thing to do. I think it's going that way all over the MLB. Um anywhere from, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 to 12,000 to, as we said last week, full stadium in Texas. So, uh, it's going to be, going to be interesting fans back. You know, you can spend some money now on a baseball team, something that we squirreled away last year. Didn't have to spend anything. I was on, uh, my hometown, uh, site, the Phillies website, scouting tickets. I was going to pick up a a seat or two. And I was like, eh, I'm going to wait. Cause April can be a little tough. Sometimes weather wise, you get down there and it's cold blowing wind sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to wait till probably may or so to, to make my debut if possible, if I can sneak in there within that 8,000 fan <laughs> limit, <laughs> but, uh, getting excited. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, it can get rather chilly and, and, uh, you certainly don't want to, you know, <laughs> freeze your katukis off and, and it's tough getting tickets now they say. So, uh, we're still in the midst of COVID. I have not, I Tuesday, I go for my first shot. So I will get the shot on Tuesday. And then I think the second one is April 20th. We already scheduled that. So, uh, but I, 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 I'm going to hold back. I, I'm probably going to wait. I don't know. I'll see how things go during the summer. And, uh, uh, I, I might just kiss this year. Goodbye again. Yeah, but I'll be watching. So I don't blame you at all. And, uh, for those of us watching on our YouTube uh, channel, Gary's got his Canon camera going on this week. So uh, hopefully that'll uh, 
entice some more viewers to check out our YouTube page there for our live uh, recording of the show. And Gary, this past week, uh, holding up this edition here of Athlon Sports. Uh, do you recognize the guy on this one? Yes, I most certainly do. That's Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I grabbed my first uh, guide, so to speak, of the season. I always look forward to going to the bookstore and plunking down a few dollars on that one. And uh, I was reading that has some nice articles in this one. That's one of the reasons I bought this one. There's about four or five of them there. But um, an author named Sarah Langs got together with this publication. And she put down some first times. And that's what always mystifies me about baseball with all the years, over 100 years that the game's been played. There's still plenty of first times that something has happened in a season. And uh, I'll just read a couple here for you. Uh, last year, 2020 was the first time that uh, started players who were all sons of major leaguers in the first four spots in the lineup in a game. The Toronto Blue Jays, it happened wow. on July 24th. So uh, first time ever, all the sons of major leaguers, the first four spots in the lineup in a game here with the Toronto Blue Jays, 24th of July, 2020. And here's another one here. Did um, they tell you who, who it is? Because I would guess, uh, I know Bichette was probably there. Biggio. Is uh, oh, Biggio. Uh, and uh, Guerrero. Yeah. And the, and the last one's going to be a tough one for me. I. I can't say that I could tell you the answer to that, but oh, uh, hold on here. Let's see here. Legacy lineup. It only listed um, the three. It did not tell you the fourth. So all you, uh, you know, fans of uh, this kind of stuff, you're going to have to look it up. Go over to baseball <laughs> reference. And what, what was the date? I know I'm being a pain now. <laughs> fourth. 2020 it says here started okay. players who were all sons of major leaguers in the first four spots in the lineup of a game so uh they gave you the three of them caven biggio uh Bo bichette and vladimir guerrero jr a young team of uh former you know their dads are all former mlb players Aye. interesting uh here's here's another one hit three straight homers all from cuban born players and this is an interesting one uh, happened august 16th 2020 for the chicago white Sox. so uh, three straight homers were hit all from cuban born players the first time as of this um, article here here's another one real quick hit a grand slam in four straight games san diego padres August 17th through the 20th. So uh, interesting stuff here. It's a couple page article goes on to a um, ton of different first time happenings uh, from pitchers to rookies to, uh, you know, you name it. So uh, very interesting article there. And I'm always amazed by that, that the game's been played for so many years, but you never know what you're going to see when you go to a baseball game. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, uh, you know, those things used to be, uh, uh, cheap and now they're fairly expensive. Those books, aren't they rich? Yeah, it was, um, it's 10 bucks, but you know, yeah. I can refer to this all season. So that's, <laughs> that's what, you know, appeals to me. Like, uh, Here's the, uh, the Phillies section for people that are watching on, uh, on YouTube. If you can see that through my green screen there with the background, uh, it gives you a breakdown of the players, uh, you know, who they got in the minors coming up as well as a nice schedule, um, to, you know, at a glance, you can look at their whole season in a quarter page of a schedule. So I really like that. Um, it's almost like the, um, MLB press guides that they used to print, but now I believe they're only in digital form. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and all of that stuff is going the way of the digital and then because uh, everybody's got iPads, the writers and stuff. And uh, I guess that's what they figure, right? Yeah, it's a lot less room. You know, if you want to get every team together, then you have them available right on your iPad. I right. remember I the press uh, sales booths in uh, Citizens Bank Park and before that Veterans Stadium. They used to have a whole display of every MLB team you could buy. You know, some teams were more expensive than others to buy. Their press guides are about an inch and a half thick or so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, you know, we'll be telling that story and now people will be like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, like something like the early 1900s <laughs> to them, <laughs> to them. Well, here's the lineup from July 20th. Correct. Uh, let me get back to the article here. July 24th is what it says. Started oh, okay. Today who were all sons of major leaguers and the first four spots in the lineup of a game, Toronto. All right. I've got July 20th and it's only three. Let's see. How can I get to the 24th? Because uh, now my appetite is. So we're going to do a live lookup here. <laughs> we're doing a live. Look up is right. They were playing Tampa uh, Bay. Schedule and results. The baseball reference is the place to go for this kind of stuff because uh, it's so fast usually. Now, this is interesting. I, I don't, uh, perhaps the fourth one. I don't know how we can check that. Bo Bichette led off. Caven uh, Biggio was second. Vladimir Guerrero and Travis Shaw played third base and batted cleanup that game. Now, is Travis Shaw? I don't know whether or not his father played. He must have way, played then. By the way, that was the first game of the season for the Blue Jays last year, as we remember, the season didn't start off till July 23rd. Tampa actually, or uh, Toronto, playing the Tampa Bay Rays on this July 24th, 2020. That was a son of a gun. Travis Shore is the son of Jeff Shore, who was a right-handed pitcher. A journeyman pitcher, pitched for a number of teams in his career. So uh, there you go. She's 100% correct. Not that I doubted her. I just was curious yeah, we to know who the fourth guy was. And, yeah. uh, and of course, his name isn't as familiar as, as the others. Well, yeah, the other, well, I mean, you got uh, two of them, a Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. Biggio and Guerrero. And uh, uh, Bichette, we all know from Colorado, had some big seasons. And Jeff Shore looks like he played with uh, quite a few teams, one, two, like six teams or something. So um, he did play 11 years, though. Very cool. So, yeah, first time ever in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. So uh, there you go. See, you learn something to, with uh, everything. Yes, indeed. Five teams he played with. Wow. The Dodgers, the Reds, the Montreal Expos, the Cleveland Indians, and the Chicago White Sox. So Jeff Shore and his son is Travis Shore, who batted cleanup in that infamous game. And, and now I will stop interrupting. I'm glad we came uh, up with that fourth thing. 
And and Rich, uh, we have some police blotter news, if you will. We have the uh, Chicago Cubs prospect Jesus Camargo. He's facing four felony drug charges after being arrested in Arizona on Wednesday. He uh, had uh, 21 pounds of suspected methamphetamine and a half, one and a half pounds of suspected oxycodone pills in a duffel bag after he was pulled over for driving, uh, speeding and drifting between lanes. Camargo has been charged with possession and distribution of meth and oxycodone. I would suffice it to say that... uh, his career might be uh, over. And we've lost Rich. Sorry about that. I had the, the cough button on there for a second. Oh, but, that's uh, okay. <laughs> and then I forgot to put it back to the, <laughs> to the regular switch. But as I was saying, um, <laughs> When I first read this story, I was thinking to myself, you know, where did he get caught at? Okay. He's training in Tempe, Arizona. He's from temporary Tempe, Arizona. He gets caught in uh, Vail, Colorado. We all know the situation in Colorado with the legalization of marijuana and things like that. It's a progression folks. And I've been saying this all along with legalized illegal met um, drugs like they're trying to legalize across the country. That's just a starting point for a lot of people. You know, it's like saying, okay, rum is legal. Now you can drink all the rum you want. You know, pretty soon you're going to get tired of rum. You're going to want something else. You're going to say, well, (laughs) you know, the rum is good and it's getting me to a certain point, but you know, I want what's behind door number two. And these people are trying to, uh, you know, create their own markets and things like that. And it's, it's a constant battle in the United States. And I'm really, I'm torn up when I see this, you know, cause it kills people. It wrecks their lives. And these people could care less. They just want a stack of money in return. And it's, it's a sin. And, you know, this story is a little confusing because you've got an article there saying that he was arrested in Colorado and yet the I uh, my article says he was arrested in Arizona. So was he uh, where is, are they holding him now, according to your article? Uh, let me see here. This article comes off of ESPN News Services, said, quote, a minor league baseball player is facing drug charges after police in Colorado found 21 pounds of methamphetamine and 1.2 pounds of oxycodone pills in his Chicago Cubs duffel bag. So it says the Vail Daily reports, Jesus Camargo Corrales, 25 of Tempe, Arizona, appeared in Eagle County Court on Thursday, this past Thursday on charges, including unlawful, unlawful distribution of methamphetamine and oxycodone both class one drug felonies, as well as charges of unlawful possession of each drug, both class four drug felonies. So apparently, um, you know, even though they were training miles and miles away, uh, they took a drive to uh, Colorado here, it appears, and was probably trying to dump these drugs off probably and got pulled over and you, know, you got to give kudos to the police for, you know, uh, investigating and, uh, and finding this, you wonder how many get through and, uh, several of these packages were wrapped in white plastic marked CO and two packages were wrapped in green plastic, according to the affidavit, David. So, you know, Colorado, I guess that stands for, you know, the the guy was a drug smuggler, apparently. So, (laughs) and he's charged at this point. So he's just uh, accused and not guilty yet, but. um, Well, I I just, 
I find it interesting that uh, that we've got two reports that are totally different uh, of the same crime, and uh-huh. that it just goes to show you that you, you can't always believe what you read, and I'll tell you why. I, I think it's a simple error, but uh, I, I think this reporter and whoever put I got it off of MLB. I don't think they did their homework or proofread it because it says Eagle County, which is in another article, it says Eagle County in Colorado. Uh-huh. So I, I I think that probably either the writer or the editor assumed that because they're training in Arizona, he was in Arizona and got arrested. And but I do apologize because I gave out false information. I said Arizona. You corrected me with uh, the Colorado, but uh, just goes to show that you cannot believe everything you read. You got to check because uh, if they're not checking, the editors aren't checking, then how are we supposed to know? And I I know it's totally, uh, you know, (laughs) off the topic, but uh, I just find that part interesting that the, the, the news wants to us to believe them in everything. And, and yet here's incidents where they're giving two different states out, you know, so. Bad writing. And of course, if you're watching our YouTube edition of the show here, which Look I at that. encourage you to click the subscribe button, there's a picture of the evidence there right on the, uh, the page. And uh, I had to get that Cubby's practice bag in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I got to give credit to the police because, you know, this situation would have been, oh, you're a major league player, you know, even though he's in the minors. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give yeah. him some courtesy. He's got a duffel bag in there. He's probably got bats and balls and they, they investigate. And here this is, I mean, this, this sticks in my crawl, you know, like, People used to say, oh, well, you know, he, a a prosecutor or, you know, politicians tough, tough on drugs, putting them away for 20 years. Do you know how many lives that represents in these bags right here? You might lose a hundred people or more just because of this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody in your family, you know, forbid, you know, like 20 years is not enough in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's a terrible thing, and yet this country's going uh, to me almost backwards in wanting to uh, legitimize all of this crap. Um, they allow, I, you know. I don't get it, but uh, the tolerances <laughs> of you know ridiculous at this point in time. But you know. Yeah. I well, guess we're just the grumpy old men. So. Yeah, I think a voice of reason maybe <laughs> might be a better description. We but could anyway. probably use a voice of reason. And let's give one for the cops here. Got him. Got him. <laughs> yeah, they got him. All right. <laughs> so uh, good for them. Um, let's switch gears here a little bit. We'll get on a happier note. We'll go out to Vegas and, you know, any more across the country, a lot of sports betting is legal as we've been finding out here and there. And of course, MLB getting cozy with it. Um, I get some emails from time to time from Vegas and here we go. Uh, most home runs in a season out of Vegas here. Who, who do you guess would be the mm. favorite? As of, uh, uh, I guess I'm going to go with my New York guy and go with Pete Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be correct on that one. Eight got one, one right. Eight to one odds. So if you put down, uh, a hundred dollars on Mr. Alonzo to win the home run crown, you might collect a tidy $800 profit at the end of the season. So eight to one, uh, Mike Trout coming in second as of last week. This is uh, St. Patrick's day odds here. Um, nine to one Aaron judge at 12 to one. So Yankee fans out there, you might want to, uh, take an investment there. 
uh, Juan Soto, 12 to 1, Ronald Acuna Jr., 12 to 1, and Joey Gallo rounding out the top six or seven here at 14 to 1. So there's your top. Interesting. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 50 to 1. So if he gets hot, you never know. You, you got, you know. Any of those guys could win it, you know. Uh, the only thing I don't like it when they when they do a thing that combines both leagues. You know, I like the separation of the leagues, and uh, only because a lot of the ballparks are smaller in the American League. So, uh, in some instances, it makes it harder in the National League to uh, do the same kind of thing that the American League does, and uh, you know, it's not an excuse. It's a fact. I mean, let's, let's face it. So, but, uh, interesting little tidbit there that, uh, Mr. Alonzo is the favorite again after he had a season last year that was not, uh, not the best, you know, but I think he hit 16 in, in a short season. So his, his batting average was, uh, bad for him, but, uh, We'll see. He's entering his third season. We'll see what happens with him, but it should be interesting. Very Just cool. the fact that we can talk about it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to Jimmy Shapiro out there in Vegas. Sends me these updates all year long. Reese Hoskins for you Phillies fans, 50 to one. So uh, something to think about. Yeah. Quick question on that. Uh, Hoskins has been struggling in spring training and I saw an article that said, is he it asking, is he the next Dominic Brown? Are they really that concerned about him that uh, he's going to turn out to be a bust after the first few years that he's had? Well, that's interesting. You should say that. I, I did come up with that article myself last night. If you want to go to fightingphillies.com, uh, I was shocked. I, I, seen a decline in him last year of course it's a COVID season uh so you could sort of wrap that around it but yeah this season he's batting about 138 he's struggling to get to 150 and it's just it it's a shocking happening in my opinion you know because he's a talented baseball player he's got a good eye at the plate and when you see numbers like that, I start to get worried because I start to think of Dominic Brown and you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm familiar with Dominic Brown and it just seemed like overnight he turned to jelly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw that headline and I thought that's very fascinating that uh, people had given up on this guy and he came in uh, and and really kind of got a bad deal in the beginning. You know, I mean, they put him out in left field, if I recall. Yeah. And he was a, a first baseman, correct? Yes. And so he had to learn a new position right off the bat. That's a, that's a tough thing for a kid to do, especially on the major league level. And then they move him to first base and, you know, sometimes that can take a toll. I always said that the Mets, uh, now Daniel Murphy went on to have a nice career, but you know, when Daniel Murphy came up, they, they had the guy at in left field and, and third base, and then they moved him to second base. And then he played almost a whole year at first base. Then they moved him back to second base. He just happened to be a pure hitter. Hoskins is more of a power type of a hitter. Um, and I just think it takes a toll. Lucas Duda, the Mets did it too. They suck him out in left field. He kept telling them I'm a first baseman. I'm a first baseman, but they had Ike Davis there. When Ike Davis got hurt, Duda went in, Duda did the job, turned into a decent first baseman, had a couple of good years here in New York. I, I, I just think that baseball today, you don't have positions anymore like you used to that that they draft these guys and then they can't play a position or they, they, 
they don't have a spot, so they stick him in. The, and I know it's going on for the entire history of baseball. Don't write me and tell me it's always happened. But it seems to be happening more and more where, and I think part of it is the designated hitter all through Little League and all of that crap that guys don't play enough positions. And then you get in to a National League situation and they they don't know what to do with a glove. What's this? They don't know what it is, half of them. So um, I, I, I wonder if the jerking around set him back, even though he had some good years in there. Uh, sometimes that can take its toll, you know, or is he or is he working on something that could be something maybe change his batting style. He's working on something and that's why he's not performing now uh, when you watch him does he look like he's struggling or does it look like he's okay with what he's doing seems like it looks like he's okay um he got married in 2019 um, there you go <laughs> that was part of my article you know like did he settle down, become an old married man? And, you know, the rest of his <laughs> kill, killed his game. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, you never know. No. But uh, looking forward to see if he can change it, change it around. I'm going to call it. I, I know I'll face uh, criticism from fellow Phillies fans that say, ah, you know, it's just part of the game. This, that, and the other. He was supposed to be a very extra talented guy. And we've had a lot of extra talented people that are called up from Philly. Uh, they get here. They're delayed. As you said, they're blocked from their normal position. They go into a different one and, you know, they expect a ball, <laughs> excuse me, a ball player to adapt um, to, to carry on as if nothing happened, but you know, it does affect these guys. And, um, he hasn't made it big yet. I, he's not in the category of uh, Bryce Harper. He's not in the category of Didi Gregorius. He's, he's trying to make his own name. He did start off well with 25 homers, 30 in a season. And then now all of a sudden he can't, can't even see the ball. So uh, it'd be interesting to watch him this season for me. And uh, another quick Phillies note, I won't spend too much time on this, but uh some people at a local uh, Clearwater gas station probably took a double take this past week as the Phillies ended their <laughs> uh, game there at spring training. And they looked up to see this guy at the pumps here. If you're looking at the YouTube <laughs> version, that's Bryce Harper. Yeah, he's paying for his own gas. He's uh, putting his credit card in there and he's fully dressed. He came uh, out of the stadium you know, they can't shower and all that stuff still at the, uh, at the ballpark. So <laughs> Harper just said, out of heck with it. I'm going in full uniform to the local, uh, fill up station there. And I'm just going to get some snacks and fill her up. And you can see he's driving a Jeep Wrangler there as well. <laughs> so, uh, Always the car guy. All right. Bryce Harper, uh, you know, Turning some heads there. Uh, one of the other players took that picture of him there. Uh, uh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's got to get gas, right? Got to get the people don't think of those things when when it's a, a major league ball player. But if they're driving to and forth to the stadium, they got to put gas in the car. They don't. Uh, the stadium doesn't have a gas pump for players. I don't think maybe in, 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 uh, you know, when they get to the, to the big club, but I don't think spring training does, uh, but, uh, it's gotta get gas somewhere. That's right. So, uh, and he knew how to use the pump. <laughs> Not bad. So, uh, what a thrill it must have been for some fans to uh, see a guy like Harper all dressed in his uniform, uh, pumping his own gas, getting a snack or two, maybe a coffee from the road. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, Rich, we've got a, uh, a mash report. Uh, the, the injury list, if you will. I shouldn't laugh, but... Uh, 
Washington. Here we go. Washington Nationals reliever Will Harris has a blood clot in his right arm and is leaving spring training to be examined by a specialist, Davey Martinez, on uh, just the other day. I don't know about my, uh, much about what's going to happen here, but for me, when somebody mentioned something like that, it's kind of a scary deal. Until we know more about it, I got to assume he's going to not to start with the beginning of the season and that is a big deal blood clots not a not a f- fun thing to have and and uh, could be very dangerous so let's hope that everything's okay with will harris of the washington nationals absolutely and also in the injury news on our mesh report or whatever you want to wish to call it arizona diamondbacks this is a weird story First base coach Dave McKay suffered a broken rib and a lacerated spleen after a fall in the dugout earlier this week. Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello said the 70-year-old McKay was wearing a new pair of shoes on Tuesday, tripped on the bottom step of the dugout, and fell against the bench during a game against the San Francisco Giants. He quickly recovered and stayed at the park but began to feel more pain on Wednesday morning, and that's when the extent of the injury was discovered. Lovello said McKay was resting comfortably, had a little procedure done to cauterize the spleen, and everything is thumbs up right now. Lovello said he expects McKay to be away from the team for about a week, but he should be able to be with the team by opening day on April 1st. And that's a little scary, Rich, when, you know, when you get old and you have a fall like that, you just never know what it could lead to. Yeah, not good at all. So I uh, hope uh, Dave McKay, you know, 70 years old. Uh, I'm, I'm closer to that than you are. <laughs> so it kind of concerns me a little bit. Uh, you know, you got to be so careful with these falls and whatnot. And, um, you know, it, it's the, the hard part is that then you start to really get too weird about everything. You know what I mean? You start to like, you look at every step and, you know, everything is like so precise. That's why I guess you see old people moving so slow. I don't know. <laughs> Cause you don't, you're just afraid. I, you know, I don't like the ice of snow. When we had ice of snow. I didn't go I went on the porch and, uh, but, uh, I just, you get very nervous. I'm, I'm 68. So, uh, you know, you just get very nervous about the whole thing. Sure. That's, uh, it's a tough, uh, tough fall when you do fall. That's for sure. So Mm -hmm. you got to stay on those feet. Uh, MLB prospect, Jack lighter tossed a no hitter this past week, struck out. Wow. And a dominant five to nothing victory for Vanderbilt baseball. So, uh, Jack Leiter, uh, MLB prospect. Puts, uh, wow. That's, uh, I have to look out for his name. And uh, not yesterday, Rich, but last Saturday's spring training exhibition between the Cleveland and the Indians and the San Francisco Giants took an interesting twist during the ninth inning. The game finished with an umpires for the bottom of the ninth inning. The Giants, who were the home team, entered the bottom of the inning with a 5-4 lead. Traditionally, the game would have ended at this point. Still, both teams agreed to continue the game to allow the game to continue. Well, to allow the game to continue, to allow Cleveland pitchers an extra opportunity to get some pitching work in. Without umpires to call the game, Cleveland catcher Bo Taylor took over duties as home plate umpire while catching simultaneously. So the umpire said, no, we're done. We're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) We're not getting overtime for this. They left, and the teams had agreed to play the bottom of the night no matter what, so Cleveland pitches to get some work, and and, uh, they played it without an umpire. So something – we're seeing a lot of wacky things these last couple of years. It's amazing the way their jobs 
going to be taken away from electronics in about a year or so. And then and they still the sudden, do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it reminds well, I, me. I, I, I was watching a game last night, and I didn't get the rule that they put in this year for spring training either. Whereas uh, I was watching uh, Oakland and California, uh, Los Angeles Angels. And they were losing uh, 11 to 2, 10 to 2. Oakland had first and third uh, pitch it through, base hit. It was 11 to 2. And then they just said, uh, you know what? We're ending this inning, the Angels. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, it was the ninth inning. They're losing 11 to 2. The odds are come back, but. I, I didn't, and then I've seen this happen another time earlier in spring trading when they did it, and I don't get it. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I do get it because they don't want to use the have the pitcher keep throwing pitches or keep bringing in pitches. Uh, I get that aspect of it, but I don't know. I mean, what happens if they scored 10 runs and won the game Would Oakland would, would have a right to be pissed off. Wouldn't they? I mean, they would have scored three or four more runs. And and then I, and, it, and again, I know it's a spring training game. They're there to get work, but I don't know. It just seemed like a stupid rule. Absolutely. But I, I like the fact that they can just throw in the towel and say, we're done, you know, it, yeah, pretty- <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Come out and said, ah, that's enough. That's enough, you know. And yet they got the hit. Yeah. Well, so just- that's what didn't make sense to me, but <laughs> so be it. Yeah, I want to invite our listeners because you're not going over to our Patreon page. I'm going to just say it <laughs> one more time in the hopes that somebody will, uh, finally go over there uh, patreon.com forward slash baseball talk it's all one word uh, you can go there you can join our coffee and podcast listeners group at a dollar per month our awesome listener club level at five dollars a month you want to be a vip listener here on the show with a mention of your name on the program ten dollars a month i'm talking less than uh i don't know 25 cents a day to be listed as a VIP listener of the program. And believe me, we'll, we'll drum you up a little bit here on the program. If you uh, hit that button there for us, because it's going to allow us to do a lot more for you. Like I said, at the start of the show, Gary's rocking the new Canon uh, camera to bring a better video quality to you folks on YouTube. We've got some upgrades in the works. We're, you know, upgrading the show constantly for you. And we'd love to have some patrons come and support the show. If you don't want to go to Patreon, I don't blame you. Go to our um, other podcast site here is anchor.fm. That's where our show is hosted. You can do the same thing there. You can sponsor the show. Uh, They have some easy buttons that you can click on. Uh, to sponsor the show again at a dollar a month, $5 a month, whatever you want to contribute here. And I'll bring it up on the screen in just a second here. And that's our support button right there in the middle. Um, If you want to check it out as my phone rings in the background here, (laughs) but uh, yeah, that support button is going to take you to um, an easy site. It's run by Stripe, which is one of the biggest um, uh, payment processing websites on the internet. And um, baseball talk radio show. It's anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show there. You can just click right on it and uh Listen to our shows from there. You can also um, subscribe to a sponsor our show. We need some support out there. I'm, I'm surprised we're not getting it. And uh, Rich, uh, I want to urge you also to go to our YouTube channel and watch the show. You can actually watch the show. And and I do have a confession to make. Canon is not a new camera. 
Okay. It's old, and I was wondering what I could do with it, and I found something to do because it is better than my my webcam. So, uh, but don't think I, you know, we have money that we went out and bought new equipment. No, we 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 need to raise money to bring in some new equipment. We're trying to do that, and it, you know, we're asking for your help. If you could help us out uh, with that we would be uh, very thankful. As you can see on the screen, uh, Rich is showing the Anchor page and uh, the, uh, uh, the donation message there, whatever they call it. So if you could give whatever you could, if we could, you know, just get 100 to 200 uh, supporters and and there's a lot of shows out there, like I've been saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to beat an old drum to death, <laughs> and you know, beg for donations here. But uh, there's a large listener base that supports a certain show, and you can go to. Um, there's some pilot podcasts that I listen to. I mean, they have three, four hundred supporters. A guy actually makes a a living off of this with the supporters. And that's not what I'm asking. I'm just asking for a little bit extra we can put into the show. And if you listen, you want to support us, you know, that's what this is all about. We would appreciate you to be part of the group, part of the broadcast here. And uh, yeah, we're not asking to get rich. We just want to try to bring you a better show because of it. So uh, don't, don't take me wrong. I'm not begging for donations here. I'm just saying, you know, become part of the program. And there's some things we'd like to do. Maybe uh, 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 go live, do some live shows now and then. Uh, maybe have a Q&A sometimes with you guys uh, on Facebook or, uh, you know, YouTube or whatever. So, um it's stuff like that that we're trying to accomplish. So, uh, and, and just, you know, trying to spice up the videos a little better, uh, get things going. And uh, so we could use your help. And look, if, if you do, we'd love you to be a part of the show as well. And you can do that uh, by calling our hotline, uh, voicemail hotline at 516 619 6341. Or you can also do it the old-fashioned way. You can, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, but you can uh, send us an email at uh, Gary at Baseball Talk Radio Show or uh, Rich at Base. Is it Baseball Talk Radio Show or is uh, it uh, BaseballTalkRadio.com? At BaseballTalkRadio.com or Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can get right into us. If you're having a problem with your donation button or you need extra help with it, Gary and I will be glad to help you with it. Yeah, and and if you have a question about baseball or anything that we said or a correction of anything, uh, you know, whether that guy was arrested in Colorado or Arizona, you can, uh, you can email us or call us and let us know. And, uh, if it's clean, we'll put it on the, yeah. Yeah. big game this and, afternoon, Gary, uh, your Mets taking on the nationals. We got Jacob deGrom and, uh, Matt, Max Scherzer going, uh, face to face this afternoon. And believe it or not, I do not think that it's televised. I could be wrong. I have to check, but I don't think it's televised at all. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's strange. Yeah. Well, they've got a weird schedule going there, so I don't know what they're doing. But uh, and you know, Rich, I used to remember a night game or two in spring training, and uh, they don't do that anymore either. And I always find that interesting because. They come north, and then all of a sudden they're playing night games, and and it's not the easiest thing to adjust to. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's uh, you know day and night things like that uh, takes a little while to to catch on. Yeah, if you've never if you've ever played in a night game, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's uh, it's a totally different animal, and and. Uh, 
in fact, it's weird the first time you play in a night game because it's it's like holy crap, it's night out. <laughs> you know, you spend you spend your whole youth playing baseball in the day daylight, and then you get a little older and you get to a league where you're playing. Uh, you know, you go to play night games, and it's it's uh, uh, it, everything is different. I, I found. Uh, even uh, ground balls look different uh, because of just reflections and whatnot. But uh, that's why I, I remember they used to play a night game here and there in spring training. And this year I found nothing. I kept looking and uh, a couple of six o'clock games, but that doesn't really count. Now I know Arizona, they played a couple of night games. So I don't know why they in Florida, they are not. But or maybe it's just the Mets aren't. I don't know. But uh, very weird. Very weird. Keep an eye on uh, the latest spring developments here. Spring uh, drawing up. Uh, even though it just turned to spring on the calendar, the uh, spring training schedule is closing out soon. We only have let's see next week to talk about spring training, Gary, and then we'll be starting up a season on uh, Thursday, April first. Um, wow week already it's coming baby it's coming and it's coming fast and i can't wait for it rich yes indeed myself and included well thank you very much for listening to this edition of the baseball talk radio show as gary said give us a call uh drop us a line most importantly give us a sponsorship let us know you're out there with us standing with the show uh, we don't bombard you with ads and audio, things like that. So um, please consider that. And other shows have a number of different um, sponsors that are listeners. And it's a cool customer base. You know, it's sort of like, you know, you're part of the show, so to speak, at that point. Mm -hmm. So we invite you in. And Gary, you have a great week. You too, Rich. And then, uh, as you said, we're getting near the opening day. And uh, thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you again next week on another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show.